Hi, this is Rio Wade, host of Paper Hope Street Team, and this is Our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for seven-year-old Isabel Salis. Isabel went missing from her home April 20th, 2012 at 6 a.m. She went missing from her hometown of Tucson, Arizona. She is Hispanic, three foot eight inches tall, weighing 44 pounds with hazel eyes and light brown hair. Isabel is missing one top and one bottom tooth. She was last seen wearing a blue tank top and navy blue basketball shorts. If you know of Isabel Salis's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see two pictures of Isabel Salis, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Welcome to the Voice America Kids Kitchen. It's time for Mix It Up, a show for aspiring chefs or those who just want to try something new. We'll bring you recipes, interviews with chefs, and food tips. Now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome. My name is Anna. My name is Jamie. And this is Mixed Up on Falcon Air 1, broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. Today, we are talking about hearty vegetable soup. And for this recipe, there there's going to be, like, a lot of, like, fresh herbs and some vegetables. It's one of those things that are, like, healthy and you don't have to feel guilty about eating it. So the ingredients include two tablespoons of butter, three cloves of garlic chopped, a cup of onion chopped, one cup of fresh corn kernels, one cup of celery sliced, one cup of carrots sliced, two tablespoons of fresh herbs, which include rosemary, basil, and oregano, one cup of fresh tomato peeled, seeded, and chopped, one cup of fresh spinach chopped, and one cup chicken stock, and then additional salt and pepper depending on your taste. Then you're going to heat butter over medium heat in large pan and saute garlic, onions, corn, celery, and carrots for roughly five minutes. And then you're going to add the fresh herbs, tomatoes, and spinach, and then cook for another five minutes. Then you're going to add the chicken stock, bring to a boil, and then reduce heat and simmer for about 45 minutes or until the vegetables are nice and soft. Then you're going to serve with like crusty French bread and farm fresh butter if you can get it, but... It's up to you. And then it serves about four to six, but definitely one of my favorites. Okay. And how is there anything that you would change about this recipe? Um, well, I don't know. I really like this recipe actually comes from the farm. I know I've mentioned them a few times, but it's it's just one of those recipes where you can add anything you want but still keep it kind of low key. But I don't know. It's one of those recipes I wouldn't change because I I like the overall taste. And how filling is it? Like, is it, do you want to eat a lot and you'll still be hungry or Um, eat a little bit and you fill up? It really depends on how much you eat, but it can be very filling, especially with the chicken stock and all of the vegetables you're putting in. So, I mean, it's up to you on how much you eat, but it can definitely become filling. Would you... What meal would you best serve this with? 
Um, I think it's just one of those kind of like casual things you can have with like your salad and say your sirloin or pork chops or whatever you want. I mean, it can go anywhere from like a main dish to a side. So you can have it with various items. Would you have it? Would you have it for lunch or for dinner? I find that it's more of, well, I don't know. I guess you could go either way, but I, this is more of a dinner thing for me, but. Any special tricks you learned when you were making this? Um, always be attentive when it comes to like when you're cooking things for small periods of time, like don't wander. I mean, I know it's not fun to stare at a stove for five minutes, but it's always the best thing to do, or at least keep you keep yourself occupied with things near the stove so you don't forget about it because it kind of freaked me out when I, I left it on there for like a minute or two extra and it was oh it, it was bad because it got all hot and then I had to start over so always be attentive oh. when it comes to cooking <laughs> yeah I don't know that I'd want to start all over <laughs> I was, um, it, it didn't work out but there we go so do not overcook this <laughs> yes that 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 would be the goal <laughs> Um, where did you learn about this recipe? Like in the, what made you want to make it? Um, well, once again, I, I like incorporating recipes that are like good for me because I don't know, I I don't want to feel guilty while I'm like devouring a delicious meal. So kind of like looked into this book that I purchased. It was, it it was pretty awesome. I got it from (laughs) the farm, South Mountain, Phoenix, I think. So Yeah. Worked out really well. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Mix It Up. I'm Anna. And I'm Jamie. And today we're talking about pesto chicken salad. Sorry, I had to like slow down on that. Okay, so I know pesto chicken salad, you're probably wondering what the heck is this, but it's actually came out pretty well. It took me a minute it, like to get everything out, being said there was, there's a lot of like, preparation when it comes to this so don't feel like you can just throw this together really quickly so but it definitely pays off the ingredients for the hazelnut pesto you're going to have a cup of toasted walnuts two cups of fresh basil leaves four cloves of garlic one cup of parmesan cheese half a teaspoon of salt and then a cup of extra virgin olive oil and then for the chicken salad you're just going to have four chicken breasts cooked and cubed jamie cubed (laughs) i one cup of hazelnut pesto and then half a cup of mayonnaise for the overall salad okay have fun cubing the chicken i know i'm sure you have just a wonderful (laughs) time whenever you have to do that i I hate rotisserie chickens now (laughs) Okay, for the hazelnut pesto, you can mix all the ingredients in a blender or food processor and then slowly add the olive oil, my bad, (laughs) and it makes about three cups. Then you're going to mix the chicken with pesto and mayonnaise and then add more or less pesto and mayo to suit your taste. It all kind of revolves around you. It's kind of like taste test. The world revolves around me. (laughs) So then you're going to scoop the chicken salad onto your favorite bread for a sandwich or onto a bed of greens for a salad. And it serves about four to six once again. And note, to toast the hazelnuts to remove the brown skin and enhance the flavor of the nuts, spread the nuts in a single layer on a baking sheet and then bake at th- 350 degrees for about 15 minutes or until the skins like start to dry off and like flake and come off. So sorry. <laughs> 
Then place the nuts on a towel, fold the towel over the nuts, and rub vigorously. Then most of the skin will come off, and you don't have to worry about bits of skin remaining. So, yeah, and you can just discard the skins after that process. And yes, I know it takes about forever, but it it, it pays off. Toasted hazelnuts are the bomb. <laughs> Is so, there anything you would add or take away from this? Well, pesto chicken salad, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could try, like, cayenne pepper. Yes, I, I've mentioned that before. Cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper. But just put cayenne pepper on everything. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm guilty. You just carry a little thing of cayenne pepper <laughs> like in, in your my pocket, pocket everywhere yeah. I go. Does, I'm oh, be like... here's food. <laughs> oh, here's yogurt. Let me put I'm actually going to have to try that. I know that sounds absolutely <laughs> disgusting, but now it kind of seems enticing to try. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm weird like that. So anything other than cayenne pepper? <laughs> um, You could try... Well, when it comes to chicken salad, you have a lot of leeway. It depends. I mean, you could... I, I know you're not, like, a fan of, like, celery, but you could put that in, <laughs> that in your chicken salad. Okay. Um, do you have any tips for the people? Anything you learned when you made this? Um, well, just overall, just being cautious. And I know a lot of you are like thinking, oh my gosh, there's so much chopping. It's a lot of preparation, but... Cubing chicken. I, I, I know. Cubing chickens, just it, it does take a while, minute. But I'm sure after you practice and be sure to have curved fingers to the point where like the tips of your fingers are touching the chicken. So that way you don't have to worry about like slicing off parts of your finger with it. Ow. I know that sounds really terrible, but it happened to one of my friends. Uh, uh, he he was a cook at a restaurant. Oh, yeah. oh and did, where did the finger end up? Um, I, I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> That's not good. I, I, I just heard about it. And the next thing you know, he was in the hospital. So. Oh, yikes. <laughs> so... Please be cautious. I do not want you guys losing a finger. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What kind of bread did you eat this on? Um, I actually, well, my mom got two types of bread. You can have the French crusty bread, which it mentions, or you can have like some artisan bread, also very good. Or you can even go with like grainy, like whole wheat bread. If you're trying to go like healthy, that that's, it works. <laughs> okay. Um. This is probably lunch, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, not... you could have it for dinner, but it's more of a lunchy item. Okay. <laughs> would you? I know it says put it onto a bed of greens for a salad, but would you suggest more of a salad or more of a sandwich? Um, chicken salad sandwiches are always kind of my thing. I mean, but although chicken salads with salad. chicken salad. Oh my goodness. Chicken salad salad. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, that works. I mean, both of them are really awesome, but I'm just a chicken salad sandwich girl. I don't know. Just (laughs) me. Okay. What made you want to try this recipe? Um, Once again, I was looking for a lunchy item. Kind of fun. Just seemed like the right thing to do. Let's take a break. I'm Jamie. And I'm Anna. Keep it right here. You're listening to Mix It Up on Voice America Kids Network.
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Have you met Catherine the Great? She may be a lot like you. She likes sports, music, having fun, and making new friends. You'll get to find out more about her when you tune in to Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour. Catherine's friends, Audrey and Zara, are the co-hosts of the program, and you'll get to learn more about her through them. Share, laugh, and enjoy Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour. Heard every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Just like Catherine the Grape, you are magical, colorful, and above everything else, you are loved. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Yum! This is Mix It Up on the Voice America Kids channel. My mouth is watering just thinking about what's next. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. My name is Jamie. And I'm Anna. And this is Mix It Up on Falcon Air One, broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. In this segment, we are talking about spaghetti and meatballs. Yum! Yum! A classic! I know. Spaghetti and meatballs, you just can't go wrong. It's one of those things you can have for dinner, like, all the time, unless you get sick of it. Serves from ages zero to a thousand. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so maybe if you're a thousand, you're not going to be eating spaghetti and meatballs. (laughs) But, okay, for the meatballs, you're going to need one and a half pounds of ground sirloin, two teaspoons of Worcestershire sauce, one egg beaten, half a cup of Italian breadcrumbs, a fourth a cup of grated Parmesan cheese, two cloves or garlic chopped, and salt and pepper. You want to mix the beef with Worcestershire sauce, egg, breadcrumbs, cheese, garlic, salt, and pepper, so basically everything, and roll the meat into one-and-a-half-inch balls. You can use gloves or spray your hands so you don't get it all sticky, and place them on a nonstick cookie sheet or lined cookie sheet. Bake the meatballs for 10 to 12 minutes or until cooked and no longer pink. For the spaghetti, you're going to need one pound of spaghetti and salt for pasta water. So you just boil a large pot for the spaghetti and add salt and pasta and cook until ready. So 
that's pretty easy. And then for the sauce, you're going to need two tablespoons of olive oil, half a teaspoon of crushed red pepper flakes, four cloves of garlic, crushed or chopped, one small onion, finely chopped, one cup of beef stock, you can find it in the soup aisle, one 28-ounce can of crushed tomatoes, a handful of chopped flat-leaf parsley, and 10 fresh basil leaves, torn or chopped. No cayenne pepper? No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Go on. Well, there is a half a teaspoon of crushed red pepper flakes. (laughs) That works. Uh, I'll definitely have to try this because I'm so used to having, like, marinara sauce with, like, from the can. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you want to heat a deep skillet over moderate heat. Add the oil, crushed pepper, garlic, and finely chopped onion. Then saute those for about five to seven minutes or until the onion is soft. Add the beef stock, crushed tomatoes, and herbs. Bring that to a simmer and cook for about 10 minutes. Toss hot drained pasta with a few ladles of the sauce and some grated cheese. Add the meatballs to the remaining sauce. Place, and you're pretty much ready to serve. Awesome. This sounds amazing. Uh, Where did you find this recipe? Well, my aunt put together a bunch of recipes in this book, and so I like to try out those recipes. It's got a lot of desserts in it, though. It's mostly <laughs> desserts, so that's why I really like that book. <laughs> well, if you were to, like, take away or um, add something, uh, what would you? Um, well, I would... I don't really know too much. I mean, for you, I would try exchanging the red pepper flakes for cayenne pepper. (laughs) That is my dedication to you. It's like, I'm just saying, though, if you are going to have cayenne pepper, like like my brother is crazy about it. He puts it in, like, soups and stuff and just everywhere. So... If you're going to experiment with cayenne pepper, please be careful because it is, it, it's very hot. If you're going to throw in a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, make sure it's pl- like a plentiful amount of food because an eighth of a teaspoon of cayenne pepper will be just fine. All right. <laughs> and for the sauce, I probably, I might try cooking the meatballs a little bit in the sauce and you can mix the flavors there a little bit. It's just way I would try and do it. Did you pick up any other tips for this recipe? Um, Not too much. Just make sure when you're making it that you have your pans the right size so you don't overflow <laughs> anything. Like the pasta beef soup that we happen to spill all uh-huh. over your stove. <laughs> and, the, and the spaghetti. Make sure you were just watching that. And make sure you get help with someone when you're trying to drain it. Because if you're trying to hold a big pot and... Trying to hold a colander, it turns out really <laughs> bad. The pasta sink. Ah! <laughs> well, I know that spaghetti meatballs is one of those traditional things, so sounds awesome. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Mix It Up. I'm Jamie. And I'm Anna. And today we're talking about pasta with shrimp and broccoli. Yum. You know, this is a good <laughs> recipe. If you want to make a good dinner, but you also want to make something pretty quick, it's fairly easy. So you just need pasta, 
preferably like whole wheat penne or brown rice penne. And you can just get a package of broccoli or you can get fresh broccoli. I mean, the package is what would make it easier. And then raw, easy, peel large shrimps. Peel and rinse the shrimp and dry them on a paper towel. Heat grape seed or other light oil in a saucepan and add the minced garlic and shrimp to the pan, lightly dust with sea salt and pepper and paprika. And then you're going to boil a large pot of water, add the pasta and boil for about five minutes. Add the frozen broccoli and cook it for another five minutes and then drain that. Mix with olive oil, sea salt, and pepper. And then you're going to add, you're going to saute and turn until no longer translation. Oh, I think I messed that up. <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of confusing recipe. So you're basically cooking the shrimp, cooking the broccoli, cooking the pasta, and mixing it all together. Yum. Sorry, <laughs> I know. It's like, it's kind of confusing, but you can use your own spices. And so it's pretty easy. Do you have any recommendations for like certain spices that like you've tried or something or haven't tried? <laughs> um, well, sea salt and pepper and the um, paprika is good. You could probably put in a little basil. That's always good with pasta. Awesome. Um, I know this is kind of like a dinner item, but like, uh, what else would you add for, or like a side for this? Being that this seems very abundant. Yeah, it are it pretty much already has most of the food groups. I mean, you could serve it with a salad or some um, garlic bread. And, but you, it's pretty much a main dish, a side dish, and another side dish in there. So, <laughs> well, would you substitute anything or even like add something to it? Like I know you mentioned basil. I mean, there's not. It's not like it's an exact recipe. It's kind of just how you're feeling. It's pretty much, like I said, cooking the shrimp, cooking the broccoli, cooking the pasta, and mixing it all together. So the spices are just whatever you feel inspired to put in at the time. Awesome. It sounds absolutely amazing. I'm gonna, definitely going to have to try it. It's pretty filling, especially if you use the whole wheat pasta, because anything whole wheat is a little bit more filling. I know. I, that's, I, that's what used to get me. I so used to be like, oh, wheat nasty I like I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't eat I couldn't eat wheat bread for the longest time because I had it like drilled in my mind that it was gross but then I <laughs> then I tried it I was like what was I thinking yeah and you don't even have to use penne it's can be used with any pasta you like I just suggest the whole wheat penne you can do spaghetti you can do bow tie noodles whatever I love bow tie noodles. I know they're so fun. I also like those like little swirly noodles. I know that look like you like try and mix, <laughs> scroll them together. <laughs> We're so childish, but yes, uh, penne. That's what my mom uses a lot. Or like just angel hair. So stuck on that, but you know, anything works when it comes to pasta. Yep, and so just experiment with this. It's a Again, a pretty easy recipe. Not too many 
strict instructions. Let's take a break. I'm Anna. And I'm Jamie. Keep it right here. You're listening to Mix It Up on Voice America Kids Network. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Step it out with Cassie Frazier. View tomorrow's stars right now on VoiceAmericaKids.tv and hear the radio show on Voice America Kids. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. Stepping Out with Cassie Frazier is an exclusive presentation for VoiceAmerica.tv and the Voice America Kids channel, where you can see and hear America's next top music star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier. You can say you saw and heard them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to VoiceAmericaKids.tv Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, and the Voice America Kids channel Fridays at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Yum! This is Mix It Up on the Voice America Kids channel. My mouth is watering just thinking about what's next. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. My name is Anna. And I'm Jamie. And this is Mix It Up on Falcon Air 1, broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. In this segment, we are talking about lemon scones. You're so excited. I know. Lemon scones. I mean, I know some people have preferences and they're like, ew, scones are dry and nasty, but still. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, this recipe is awesome, so I'm just going to name the ingredients. Okay, so you're going to need, for the scones, you're going to need four cups of flour, four teaspoons of baking powder, a teaspoon of salt, one-fourth a cup of sugar, one and a half cups of butter, or three sticks, zest of one lemon, Jamie. You should know what that is, being that we had to work so much on those lemon bars. (laughs) Zester. Half a teaspoon of lemon extract, three-fourths a cup of whipping cream, one egg white to brush tops of scones, and then granulated sugar to sprinkle on top of the scones and then for the preserves that go with it i love this part you're going to need a cup of blueberries one cup of raspberries a cup of cranberries half a cup of orange juice one to one and one fourth cups of sugar and then juice and zest of one lemon 
Jamie's really good at this, being that we had to work so hard on those other lemon bars. Lemon zesty! <laughs> Found out what a lemon zester was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can mix the flour, baking powder, salt, and sugar. Then cut the butter into small cubes. Using a pastry blender, cut the butter into into the dry ingredients. Then add the lemon zest and extract and then add the cream. And then please do not overmix because then you'll get the wrong consistency. Then roll dough out onto a light floured surface to one, one fourth, one to one fourth inch thick. And then cut out into two to two and a half inch scones using a round cookie cutter until all of the dough is used. Then brush the top of the scones with the egg white and sprinkle with granulated sugar. And then you're going to bake at 350 degree, 350 degrees for 30 minutes. And then it makes about 15, two and a half inch scones. Awesomeness. And then for the triple berry preserves, you're going to put all the ingredients in a saucepan over medium heat and then allow the mixture to cook until it begins to like thicken or until like the cranberries have popped. Then you're going to cool and serve it with the lemon scones or just make an awesome peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I know. Nice. <laughs> the triple berry preserves is like the best because like the like each individual fruit gets so much sweeter mixed with like the orange juice. It, it it's just like amazing. And then you combine it with the lemon scone and it's just a beautiful creation. I know you talked about people thinking of scones as dry. Did you find these dry? Um, well, okay. Well, first, you're going to have to play with it. Like, maybe the first time you make it, just it all depends. Because sometimes, like, you might overdo it a little bit, and it might come out a little bit drier. But first time I did it, it actually came out really good. So just don't overbake unless needed for some odd reason. But overall, it came out pretty good. Is there a way if it does come out dry? I mean... Triple berry preserves probably moistens it up a little bit, but is there another thing people could use to, I mean, I know, like, if you have hard cookies, you dip them in milk, but <laughs> I don't know how that would work with the scones. I don't know. I mean, I I know that, like, with scones, you're always thinking of those ladies with their pinkies up drinking tea. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess you could have this with tea, or you could just maybe coat, like, the triple berry preserves has like a juice so you you could coat each scone with the juice from that so sure that would sweeten it up a whole bunch also so yeah definitely play with it because it's it's very sweet it's very sweet okay and they're lemon scones but is it really 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 lemony like you buy into go wow this is lemon or like oh I kind of taste lemon in here um it's kind of it's it's sort of light actually I mean depending because there's a half teaspoon of lemon extract and then you're gonna have zest from one whole lemon so I mean I I found it kind of like you know it's lemon right away but you don't find it like overwhelmingly lemony (laughs) so Um, (laughs) yeah did the, the triple berry preserves when you put it on there did it overpower the lemon at all or um I think I don't know I think it was a little bit more than lemon just because it's just the sweeter factor it's like having whipped cream with your strawberries you just always try that first 
You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Mixed Up. I'm Anna. And I'm Jamie. And today we are talking about chocolate chip macaroons. Also one of my favorites. Okay. Chocolate chip macaroons. Is, this recipe is like just well-rounded, I guess. It's just one of those things you don't have to worry like so much about preparation. And it's fairly easy because it's just the ingredients include two thirds cup of sweetened condensed milk, one to one and a half teaspoons of vanilla, one egg white, one eighth teaspoon of salt, three to three and a half cups of coconut and one cup of chocolate chips. So you're going to mix all of those ingredients gently until incorporated. And then you're going to spoon or mound the cookies and onto a parchment lined cookie sheet. And then you're going to bake at 300 for approximately 25 minutes. And your cookies are basically made. Just be sure to cool them because they are warm. Unless you like hot cookies. <laughs> they I'm not they sure. are warm when they come <laughs> out of the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> it's like, mm, could it be that 300 degrees that they had been baking at for 25 minutes? I'm not sure. <laughs> don't know. It's such a mystery. <laughs> okay. How easy was this recipe? It's it's one of the more it's definitely one of the more easy ones that I've come across like you know how like if you've tried like the Nestle Toll House cookie thing and there's like a bunch of different ingredients and you have to measure everything out there's there's fewer ingredients than I expected to make these and it's fairly simple I mean you might have a little trouble like making sure you have everything and if your like ingredients are perfectly measured but <laughs> other than that it's pretty simple as far as the coconut and chocolate chocolate chips go would you like add more of either of those or take away any of it did you find either was um well it really depends because i actually liked the rations of each but if you're feeling like you want more of that coconut flavor you can have add some more but i think that if you put too much chocolate chips it kind of masks the coconutty flavor but i mean it's up to you you can definitely experiment it maybe you like chocolate more than you like coconut so it all works out in the end okay (laughs) and you said make sure you let them cool are you saying i mean would they still be good if you ate them warm oh yeah for sure i mean that it goes with like all cookies of course you're going to like a warm cookie but i mean they like i said it's coming out of a 300 degree oven i (laughs) Don't I think few people will actually take it out of the oven and grab one right off there. But you never know with you. It's like the grill thing all over again. (laughs) It's like, okay, so please be careful when it comes to dealing with the oven and hot pans and objects. Which oh so just just please be careful. A burn on your finger is just going to bother you the entire day. I know. And if you do get happened. a if you do get a burn, what helps a lot is if you put honey on and then wrap it in saran wrap, and that takes the burn away pretty easily. Awesome. I know. So many times I'm like, oh, I have to go put cold water on it, and then there's this huge blister. I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah. But how many? Like, did you eat at a time? Because some cookies, you can eat, like, ten of them, or some cookies, it's, like, one, and you're done. 
Well, this didn't make as many as I had expected, but like with this recipe, you make about 15. So <laughs> I don't know. It, so you it, didn't have to eat a lot at one time. No. I mean, they were filling because the coconut coconut's just filling by itself. I make this trail mix that incorporates coconut and it just, it, it's definitely filling, but it's up to you. I mean, I usually have like two, three, <laughs> and then have to ration it out for the next day or <laughs> if I have to like have some for like my mom. So, <laughs> okay. Is, did you like any particular drink or something like with it like you said tea with scones I mean <laughs> well I think like chocolate chip macaroons I mean if they were just standard macaroons I think they'd be great with this too I mean I, I'm just like cookies kind of like milk I, I don't know I, I can't think of anything else unless you're like having like hot cocoa then go for the hot cocoa <laughs> hot cocoa yum Let's take a break. I'm Jamie. And I'm Anna. Keep it right here. You're listening to Mix It Up on Voice America Kids Network. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control... That's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paws Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m., whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Yum! This is Mix It Up on the Voice America Kids channel. My mouth is watering just thinking about what's next. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. My name is Jamie. And I'm Anna. And this is Mix It Up on Falcon Air 1, broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. In this segment, we are talking about a custard pie. And for this, the reason I found this recipe is in English. We were doing a medieval unit, and we were having a medieval feast. So we had to go to the lab (laughs) and look up medieval recipes and I immediately went to medieval dessert because that's just my <laughs> opinion but and 
it was really frustrating because a lot of the recipes had really obscure ingredients. So they're like, you can get this in an exotic tea shop. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll stroll down the street. Yeah, let's and go, go find that. that exotic tea shop. <laughs> anyway, so this was pretty simple. You need two cups of whipping cream, not whipped cream, whipping cream. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can use a fourth cup of clarified butter or eight ounces of curd or custard or cottage cheese or four ounces of cream cheese. I use the cream cheese. Six egg yolks or three whole eggs. I use the whole eggs. A fourth a cup of sugar, a fourth a teaspoon salt, and one teaspoon each ground ginger and sugar. And so you want to blend the cream with the butter or cheese. Put that mixture in a large saucepan and heat it over low heat, stirring. And then beat the eggs with the sugar and salt and gradually add some of that of the hot cream mixture, continuing to beat until smoothly blended. Return to the mixture to the pan and cook very gently, stirring with and without letting it come to a boil until it is really thick. Pour into a pie shell and allow it to cool and then sprinkle it with ginger and sugar on top and you can decorate it. But with the sprinkling the ginger on top, my fingers smelled like ginger for the next five hours. I was like, I went out, I went out, did a bunch of stuff, came back, and I smelled my fingers like, wow, they still smell <laughs> like ginger. <laughs> and so beware if you're, you can want to get that ginger out. <laughs> and I actually thought this was a really creative way to display, like, how we were going to discuss the medieval unit. So the feast was really fun. So just want to throw that out there. Medieval food, really good. <laughs> and then I was talking with my mom and she's like, oh, don't worry, I'll pack you a medieval lunch or something. And she ended up packing like one chicken leg, like one bagel. And I was like, oh, I don't have anything for any other people. So <laughs> I was actually really happy to see that Jamie showed up with like four custard pies. I was like, yes. Yeah, but it, I thought... <laughs> Because I wasn't thinking about the fact that there was going to be a bunch of other food, too. Because usually, like, if you bring something for the class, you have to bring stuff for everybody. And I was kind of thinking about that. And then it was just way too much. But if you do want to make multiple pies, you can put them together. And with the ginger, I got a suggestion in that instead of using ginger, maybe using nutmeg. Awesome. So that also something to try did you ever think about tweaking something in the recipe because i know this is like one of those things you might be a little bit like not so lenient to tweak being said it's already good but well i did use the cream cheese i would like to try it with the cottage cheese and the clarified butter i still don't know what clarified know. butter is i was just about to ask you i was like i don't know i have no is. idea what clarified butter is <laughs> I asked a bunch of people. Nobody knows what clarified butter is. You didn't, like, look it up? Well, I was going to, but then I got to the store and I was like, okay, I'll just get cream cheese. <laughs> and the jokes, of course. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Mix It Up. I'm Jamie. And I'm Anna. And today we're talking about chocolate pillows. Okay, first of all, when you say pillows, I know you don't mean the things we sleep on. So chocolate pillows meaning... They're basically sugar cookies filled with chocolate. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no <Okay>. questions asked <laughs> oh, oh awesome <laughs> one cup of butter three-fourths cup of sugar one egg 
two teaspoons of vanilla, two and a fourth cups flour, a half a teaspoon of salt, and miniature Hershey bars. Miniature? Hershey <sighs> bars. <laughs> Preheat the oven to 375 degrees, and then cream the butter and beaten sugar. Add egg and vanilla and beat until that's thick and lemon colored. And then stir in the flour and salt until well blended using a sawtooth plate in a cookie press. It's, cookie press. I know. The, the cookie press I have is really frustrating, though. <laughs> so it's quite annoying. Press out the dough in about three inches in length onto a lined cookie sheet. So what was really frustrating is I get like one out and it'd like break and morph and it was just awful. But when I finally got the cookie dough out, and you <laughs> place the miniature Hershey bars <laughs> lengthwise on each strip and then form another strip of the cookie dough over the candy so that the chocolate is completely covered. Bake for about 15 minutes or until the Cookies are golden brown, and it makes about two and a half dozen cookies. I'm so overwhelmed by the fact that you're incorporating a great rest, like incorporating chocolate and then sugar cookie. So I'm just like, <sighs> oh. <laughs> you, you should go home and make these, and then bring them to school tomorrow. But don't give any, <laughs> don't give anyone else any. Just, just me. Or just me. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, why didn't I bring any for myself? Oh my goodness, this sounds awesome. I know. But definitely goes pretty fast. So, <laughs> no, they're all for me. <laughs> so, these are really good. And with the chocolate Hershey's bar, is I would like to try putting, like, two chocolate things into each cookie. Or, like, I guess not really that, but maybe making the sugar cookies a little bit smaller. Because when you ate them, it was like you were eating a bunch of... You had to eat a bunch of sugar cookie to get to the actual chocolate. So I was just thinking because, I mean, uh, my brother's girlfriend has this thing where she has like hugs and like she places a little M&M on top with pretzel. It's like this little snack. I might talk about it next week or something, but <laughs> <laughs> just to keep you guys posted. But uh, <laughs> like when it comes to like Hershey's, you can't go wrong because she loves like incorporating caramel with it because... I mean, I know everyone's not a big caramel fan, but I'd definitely like to try it with this recipe. I think it'd go, like, really good together. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, like, nuts are really good, like walnuts in um, just regular chocolate chip cookies. So I might try to add some chopped up walnuts in here or other nuts. Awesome. I mean, have you ever have you ever tried, like, toffee in your cookies? I know. Uh, um, I know. You're I'm not, not a, a toffee big toffee fan. fan. I yeah, knew so... that was coming. <laughs> ah. No, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tear, but that's all right. Toffee, I, I, there's not many things that I don't like. I, I don't know. I'm just not one of those people. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm weird. For the most part, I mean, there's a lot of, like, things that I don't like, but it's kind of funny because those are just ingredients in food that I don't like, but then there'll be, like, obscure foods and people go, oh, my God, that sounds really gross and then I'll eat and go oh I love this stuff but (laughs) it's kind of weird I know what you mean but like if you're 
would you change anything or like would you want to like maybe like alter something like would you try a different chocolate or something in it why i might try dark chocolate that's just i like dark (laughs) chocolate but there's not too much that can go wrong with the hershey's milk i know i was i'm just like thinking of like a hershey's milk chocolate bar now i'm just like no and if you don't have those and you just have chocolate chips maybe you could sprinkle those in there or in like make a mixture of like chocolate chips and nuts and pour that into the center of each cookie oh i have something to look forward to (laughs) (laughs) i mean i could just picture this because i mean sugar cookies and chocolate that that's just beautiful right there so (laughs) many awesome opportunities (laughs) but i mean i i can't think of anything to change i mean sure caramel thing would be cool to try but this sounds awesome i mean where did your did your aunt like make this up or did she like come across it randomly here i'm not sure i learned it from my aunt (laughs) but i guess any recipe as far as you trace it there's a way there's a point where you can't trace it anymore yeah but i am not one to question where the recipe comes from i am the oh this sounds good i'll try it (laughs) all right that's gonna do it for today thanks for joining us on mix it up listen to the show weekly on voiceamericakids.com contact us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com be sure to mention our names anna and jamie and our show mix it up thanks again for listening Well, I'm full. Thanks for listening to Mix It Up on Voice America Kids. Make sure you come back next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show. Have a tasty week. Mm